0: Our focus today is the ministry, the pastoral office. Ministry uh, is kind of a hot topic uh, in churches today when so many churches uh, try to make the the pastoral office and do make the pastoral office into something more akin to a a life coach. And on the surface, that that might sound pretty good. Uh, Someone to tell us uh, what to do, how to live our lives, how to get up and walk. And yet, what God actually has promised through the pastoral office is so much more generous than anything that we could possibly come up with. Jesus said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? And then, because... uh, uh, both are hard to say, impossible to say by men. Uh, Jesus then goes and heals the paralytic. And then he gives the authority not to, not to heal people from uh, illnesses, but the authority to forgive sins to people, to pastors publicly and specifically. And I think it's fitting today that the lectionary uh, would have us focus on ministry today. Uh, it just so happens that uh, this week, October, uh, October 1st actually was my second anniversary of being your pastor. And there's a tradition that was I believe encouraged by CFW Walther, uh, a, a 19th century Lutheran pastor who is often been called the the American Luther. Um, that a a pastor, when he's installed for the first time at a congregation, that he should preach uh, his sermon um, on the text and and, and include in his sermon what his congregation should expect from him as their pastor. And I believe he also encouraged that a pastor should preach that sermon again uh, a year later to remind his congregation uh, what they forgot. Well, I forgot last year. (laughs) So, So you get it this year. And my first sermon here was based on the parable of the vineyard from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 to 16, and where the landowner uh, went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. And he, he agreed uh, to, to pay them a denarius for the day, for their work. And then he went out again a couple hours later, hired more people, brought them in. Went out a couple hours later, hired more people, brought them in. And, and did the same thing at the, at the, all the way at the very last hour. And he agreed to give them, uh, he said, whatever is right. And then when the, the time comes for the steward to go and pay, uh, the, the steward uh, goes to the ones who were hired last, and he gives them... A denarius, a full denarius. He goes to the next and he gives them a denarius, goes to the next and gives them a denarius. And all the way to the, the first people that were hired, all the way at the beginning of the day, they expected, of course, that they were going to get a lot because they had put in so much effort, and if these people at the end got denarius, they should get a lot. But he gives them two a denarius. And so as you can imagine, they grumbled and complained. But the owner said this, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work with me for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give to the one who was hired last the same as I gave to you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? In my first sermon, I used the theme of expectations. The workers had an expectation that seemed fair, right, that they should get more, but it was not what was promised. Rather, the owner wasn't fair. He was better. He was generous, generous not based on their work, but generous purely out of his own mercy and grace. And so then I asked two years ago, Uh, What was your expectation of me as your pastor, the one who is publicly called and ordained to be a steward in God's vineyard, this, this church? And did your expectation line up with what God has promised the pastoral office to be? And so here's what I said you could expect from me two years ago. I said that you should expect me to be like the seward in the parable. You should expect me to, above all, listen to the owner of the vineyard, to listen to God, to do what he has asked me to do, and, and not just what I feel like doing. And this means that I should use the law that God has given me to show people outside the vineyard the grave danger that they're in. And you can also expect me to not just call others, but to call you. Repentance. Sometimes you will need reminding that God's generosity doesn't depend on you, that you're not here because you hired yourself. Like the owner of the vineyard calling his workers, only God can call you to come into his vineyard. And he does it through law and gospel. And so you'd expect me to use the law to remind you. Uh, what you can't do your lack of effort and your inability to please god but you should also expect me to use the gospel to use the gospel to show you god's generosity based not on you but on the perfect worker jesus you should expect me to be a steward of the vineyard an overseer of the church and overseer of all things spiritual that means my job as pastor isn't to worry about the potlucks or if the grass is mowed straight, uh, but if the, the, the potlucks and the lawn mowing begin to take focus off of Christ, then I said that you can expect me to step in and help realign priorities. And also expect, and that also means that you shouldn't uh, expect me to always uh, pick your favorite hymns and, and do what you want me to do, but, but to do things and pick hymns that will best edify And teach. You should expect me in this vineyard to to prune the vines, so to speak, to hold fast the faithful word as we've been taught, as Titus says, that I may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. That is, I should be on guard against any false teaching and false idea that would make its way into our congregation. And you should expect me to be a diligent worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It means you should expect me to use the law and the gospel in the proper place. But I am just a steward in the vineyard. I was no more able to hire myself to God's vineyard than you were. And so here's another thing that you can expect of me. And I said that you could expect of me two years ago. You can expect me to be a sinner. You can expect me to fail in my vocation at times because I am a sinner. That was two years ago. And I went on to say this, what you should expect or what I should expect of you. Here's the first thing. Don't put your trust in me. At least in the absolute sense. If you put your trust in me, then you'll be disappointed. Because there may be a time when you needed me and I wasn't able to be there. It may seem like I am being more fair to another person than I am to you. I didn't say these things as an excuse for me to be lazy. I said this. And I'm saying the seeking your mercy and forgiveness. Because I expect you to treat me with law and gospel. To show me where I err and then to give me the forgiveness Jesus has already won. I don't want you to put your trust in me. I want you to put your trust in Jesus. Don't pick the vineyard because of the steward. God works through even sinful stewards. I expect you to listen carefully to what I preach and judge what I say on the basis of Scripture, to find Jesus in all of my sermons, to search the Scriptures and to find out whether those things that I am saying are true. And so I expect you to know Scripture, I expect you to to have more than just feelings and opinions about Scripture, but to know its truth and and what that truth means for you you back in 2017, 2018, and 2019, and and into the future, the rest of your life. And and that may mean opening your Bible at home or, or coming to Bible study here at church. Knowing and confessing Scripture can only be done with the help of the Holy Spirit, working through the Word, and, sacraments. and so, above all, I expect you uh, to come here to receive God's gifts, to hear His Word and come to His table. Because I also know that you, like me, are a sinner. You need the gifts that the owner of this vineyard distributes and gives through his means of grace, through his ministers, through his steward, You'll need God's generosity. You'll need his forgiveness in Christ. And like me, you'll need it often. And finally, I said I expect of you, as a fellow worker in this vineyard, to not let the steward, to not let me do all the work of calling others into it. Because you have unique gifts and abilities that I don't have. And you, too, are called to use them to your ability that God has given you. And we want many others to come into this vineyard. And here in this vineyard, gathered around God's gifts, is where together we can expect things from God. We can expect God to not be fair. Because if God were fair, then all of us would be kicked out of his vineyard as unfaithful, lazy, self-centered, greedy, prideful workers. Rather, we can expect God to be generous. And we can expect it because of Christ. All of our laziness and unfaithfulness in working, the, the punishment that we deserved, or rather the reward that we didn't deserve, was was given to Him. Uh, Christ worked through the, the punish, through the heat of the day, not just one eight-hour day, but his entire life, not one's stopping, not one's complaining, not one's thinking about his reward. Christ was the perfect worker who literally worked himself to death. And then, in a complete reversal of what we expect, God gives us Christ's reward. The work that, that Jesus finished in this vineyard God continues unfairly and unexpectedly to give to us forgiveness, life, and salvation each and every week through his word, through his absolution, and through his body and blood. We all have expectations. God's ways are not at all what we expect while some may be disappointed, God's ways are always, always to our benefit. Now, on your way home from church today, maybe this question doesn't come up as it, as it would have two years ago, uh, but if you ask, well, what did you think of pastor's sermon today? Was it what you expected? I hope that you could say, pastor showed us Jesus today. Pastor showed us Jesus today. And I hope you can say this each and every Sunday that I uh, pointed you not to yourself and what good things you could do, not, not to myself, but to Jesus. In fact, if anything, I hope you think of me less so that you can think of Jesus more. <coughs> Maybe you'll be disappointed that I don't make you feel good about yourself and your work but ultimately the work done by Christ is far better and it's all for you he is our substitute the perfect worker the only one who can and has saved us and has given us so much more than we deserve that's what we can expect and that's what we can still expect in Jesus name